what's up guys i want to welcome you into the first episode of the non-perishable podcast i am your host taylor so in this first episode i wanted to kind of talk about the idea of the podcast or um why i started the podcast i guess to say <laughs> um so um the reason why i started it was because i, I really realized in in our world that we don't talk about the word of god anymore we we, we talk about sports we talk about uh, tv shows we talk about this and that but we don't really talk about the word of god anymore and i feel as if that conversation of the word of god and talking about the word of god and the things of god is what allows us to grow in knowledge if we see here in in, in the bible if we look at the bible we see in in luke chapter 2 we see that jesus was having conversations with people in uh the tabernacle in the synagogues and it says that he grew in knowledge and understanding through having conversations with men of god and, and in verse 52, we see here in Jesus increasing in wisdom and stature and in the favor of God. And earlier in that verse, it talks about how his parents were looking for him and they found him in verse 46. It says, then after three days, they found him in a temple sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. And here we see this is how, this is the only time in the Bible where God is described as learning or, or listening and understanding the word of God. And it was through conversations with people of God, conversations about the word of God. He not only listened to them, but he also asked them questions. And, and this is the way of God for us to understand and grow in knowledge is having conversations with each other, listening to each other asking each other questions about the word of God, about the things of God. And we can see in his ministry with his disciples, we see how he talked about the word of God to them and he preached to them at times, but often he would ask them questions and, and often listen to what they had to say. And this is how the disciples grew in knowledge and understanding of Jesus Christ and also the ways of God. We see in the Bible where they would ask him Jesus would ask his disciples, you know, who who do they say I am? Who who do the people say I am? Who do you think I am? And he would give them responses or he would give them parables and ask them questions throughout the parables in order to get to response. But it's this conversation that he had with them that gave them the ability to understand him even more because, you know, the things of God are, are can be very complicated, you know. It can be hard to understand and it's through conversation that we can better understand god in itself i mean if you think about anybody you've never met before like maybe you've seen somebody at church from like a distance or you've heard somebody talk about somebody and you have like this perception about them in your mind but when you go up and actually have a conversation about them and actually talk to them for yourself then you kind of get a better understanding of who they are you may go into the converse you may come out of the conversation thinking oh wow i never thought that person was like that or I never thought his personality was like that or maybe it confirms something you might have heard before about that person so that that's how the word of God can be at times a lot of times we can have our own perceptions and ideas about the word of God but when we go and, and talk to somebody about it it can completely change the way we thought about a verse or 
a book or a chapter that we read. So that's the idea behind this podcast. I hope that through this, we all can grow in knowledge of God through our conversations and through the reading of the word. So the format I, I want to follow throughout the podcast is I am going to be dropping episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Try to have three episodes up every week. And through that, we're going to try to go through a book a month. That is the idea. That's the kind of format I want to go through is to have is to study a book a month or have a conversation about a book of the Bible in a month. So three episodes a week, I think would be the best way to do that. Throughout those episodes, I will have guests, I will have friends. Who knows, maybe even one day he will be on the podcast. So um, I'm excited to start this journey with you guys. So we're going to go ahead and um, get started with uh, uh, a conversation about the Bible and, and where best to start than in Genesis chapter one. Um, so most of the times, whenever I do my Bible studies, I'm going to be reading out of the NASB. And um, I don't know. I, I don't know why I really choose that version. I think it's what well, that translation. I think it's, you know, one of the easier translations to understand. And it kind of gives you uh, an idea of the original you know, the original text that was written of the Bible, but also in a way that's easier to digest and maybe like the King James version or something like that. So most of the times I will be reading out of NASB if you want to follow along with me. So um, we're going to go ahead and start in Genesis chapter one, verse one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and without void. Excuse me. And darkness was over the face of the deep and the spirit of God moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning one day. Then God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the waters. God made the expanse and separated the waters which were below the expanse from the waters which were above the expanse. And it was so God called the expanse heaven. And there was evening and there was morning a second day. Then God said, let the waters below the heavens be gathered into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth and the gathering of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed and fruit trees on the earth, bearing fruit after their kind with seed in them. And it was so. Then the earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed after their kind and fruits bearing and trees bearing fruit with seed in them after their kind and God saw that it was good there was evening and there was morning a third day then God said let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years and let them be for lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth and it was so God made the two great lights the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night 
He made the stars also. God placed them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth and to govern the day and the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. There was evening and there was morning a fourth day. Then God said, let there be, let the waters teem with swarms of living creatures. Let birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of the heavens. God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves with which the waters swarmed after their kind and every winged bird after its kind. And God said that it was good. God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. There was evening and there was morning a fifth day. Then God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind, cattle, and creeping things and beasts of the earth after their kind. And it was so. God made the beasts of the earth after every after their kind, and the cattle after their kind, and everything that creeps on the ground after its kind. And God saw it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Then God said, behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of all the earth and every tree which was fruit yielding which and every tree which has fruit yielding seed it shall be food for you and to every beast of the earth and to every bird in the sky and to everything that moves on the earth which has life i have given every green plant for food and it was so god saw that he had made and behold it was very good and there was evening and there was morning the sixth day so starting off at the beginning um I think sometimes that we often skip over this generation story, this Genesis story, sorry. And we forget um, how powerful God is in, in a way. And I, I know I do often forget that God literally created everything in nature. He created the sky. He created the trees. He formed the sea. He uh created animals and all that stuff and i think a lot of times we forget and we just get caught up in the way world the world is right now and we forget that god literally created all this stuff and what's even more cool is that he created it with his mouth he spoke all of that stuff into existence and, and the bible doesn't say anything about him using his physical hands to create anything except for human beings and um i love how god separated light and darkness and a, and a lot of times we can look at light and darkness as good or bad or good or evil and from the beginning god created he got from the beginning god separated these things and and, and in verse six no not verse six sorry in verse four it says god saw the light was good and god separated light 
from darkness. God called light day and darkness he called night. And, and it's, it's very cool to me that God, from the beginning of the Bible, he separates things. He makes things separate. He says, this is good and this is evil. Even though he, he may not say, you know, good or evil right here, but we can see the um, the similarities to good and evil and how a lot of times people often correlate night and day to good and evil. We can see here how God separates that here. He says there is no gray area. There is no in between of what's good and bad or what's good and evil. But he says they're separate. There's there's a line between these two things. And I think it's very cool how God does that at the beginning. And then um, also along those lines later on, he talks about how even though that uh, let me see, let me see if I can find exactly what verse it was. But it's a part in here where God was talking about how the light wasn't like it said the lesser light was at night and the greater light was at day. And and, and the way I looked at it is that even though the night there's a separation between night and day, God still rules over the night. <laughs> he still rules over the evilness in this world. And I think a lot of times we we forget that God is still over, you know, the 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 evilness. He's still over the darkness of this world and the and the plans of the enemy god's still over that but he just called it here the lesser light because it's not of him but he still rules over it there's still light there there's still the light that rules over the darkness of night and i think it's so cool right here how god kind of points that out in the beginning when we're not even really looking for that and we're not really looking for God to show his power in that way or in that verse particularly he still shows his power in that verse and then he made God in his own image and in his own and he says are here which is a very cool um adjective to use or a word to use right here he says are to describe the likeness that he's making humans in and a lot of people may interpret it as God is talking about he made us in the likeness of him and the angels. Some people interpret it as he made us in the likeness of him as in like the father and the son and the Holy Ghost, which are all one thing. But he's maybe he's talking to himself in like a third person type of way. But it's very cool how God says are right here. And then he gives us power to rule over fish and sea and birds and cattle and all the earth and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And from the beginning, God establishes this authority that human beings have. And I think a lot of times that we forget that we have this great authority over the world and we have this great mandate from heaven to rule over the world. And a lot of times we let you know, the enemy or we let problems or situations blind us from seeing that it is us who have the power to rule over these things that was given through God. You know, we shouldn't be prideful about it or anything like that, but it's through God that we have this power to rule over the world. And I think, I think it was cool right here how in, let me find the verse real fast. In verse, okay, on verse 11, it says that God said, let the earth sprout vegetation plants yielding seed and fruits trees on the earth bearing fruit after their kind with seed in them and it was so that the earth brought forth vegetation and the earth brought forth plants yielding seed after their own kind and the earth brought forth trees bearing fruit it's so cool how um it's almost like god didn't tell the earth to do everything that it does he set the precedent and he put it in motion but 
the earth had to pr- bring forth vegetation and the earth had to bring forth seeds that yielded its own fruit and i think it kind of relates to how our walk with god is as christians or our, or our our ministry or or just you know just in general knowing god and growing in god it's important for us to bring forth or to yield fruit it's important to for us to do those things, we have to go out and bring forth fruit and yield seed out from um, from what we are doing. And it's not necessarily God who's going to do it for us, so to speak, and not to sound, you know, too crazy, you know, because God does allow us to do that and he does give us the power to do that. But at the end of the day, it's, it's clear that it's up right here we can see this and i'm relating this to um i'm relating this to our walk with god you know you may relate it in a different way to that and you may look at it a different way but the way i'm looking at it is that the earth had to bring forth vegetation and bring forth its own fruit so do we and 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 i believe that god often leaves these nuggets and scriptures and stories and places that we may not normally look at but through spiritual eyes and spiritual wisdom we can see where god was kind of leaving these nuggets on how to live for him on instructions for life and the bible talks about that everything in the bible is profitable profitable for reproof profitable for doctrine profitable for instructions and we see here how every word even in this first chapter where we look at it as you know, just God laying out the story of how he created the earth and how humans were created. And it's almost like, oh, we just, God just put it there for it to be a backstory of, you know, whatever. And, but there's more to it when we start looking at it. And when we start looking at it through God's eyes, there's a lot more to this story than what meets the human eye. We see here that God not only shows us that he created the earth, but he created it with his words. And later on in the Bible, we read about how powerful our words are and how in the Bible, we read about how the word of God in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So it was literally the word of God that came forth onto the earth and formed all this stuff. And even after God created humans, he had to breathe the breath of life into us in other words he had to speak the word into us and it was the word of god that went forth and formed everything and created everything and we know that in the bible it talks about how life and death is in the power of our tongue and we can see that even here in this first chapter without god having to explicitly say that we can see that here in this first chapter that it was his words and his power of his tongue and his mouth that he spoke on this earth and created everything and god gave us as human beings that same power and authority through our words and through our mouth and we have to be better at accepting this and using our words to rule over the earth and rule over our situations so yeah i I thought that was pretty cool right there and yeah and it says that and he commanded also the people to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and subdue it That's really cool right there because it implies, subdue, it implies that we have to go out and possess it ourselves. It implies that we have to go out and do this ourselves. We have to go out and take it. Something that has to be subdued is something that has to be pressed and pushed under submission. Something that has to be subdued isn't like easily subdued or easily put under our control or our rule. It takes work and it takes effort and energy. And God is basically telling us here that we need to be fruitful and multiply the earth, but we have to do it and subdue it. It's going to take effort and it's going to take 
energy to do those things which is very cool to me here man how like again it's like this little chapter that we've never looked at it that way and all you have to do is take you know your worldly blinders off and the way you think of it already and look at it as god intended you to look at it so that's really cool and 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 you mean i mean i've i've learned this stuff through like having conversations with people and that's why i feel so so led to have conversations with you know this podcast to have conversations with you all my listeners and hopefully that you grow and you start looking at the bible in this way and pick up these nuggets and pick up these things that god is trying to show you even through the most little story you know so um that's really cool so we're going to go ahead and move on to the next chapter uh starting genesis chapter 2 verse 1 thus the heavens and the earth were completed and all their hosts by the seventh day god completed his work which he had done and rested on the seventh day for all his work which he had done then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. This is the account of of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made earth and heaven, no one now no shrub of the field has now no shrub of the field was yet in the earth, and no plant on the on the field had yet sprouted, for the Lord God had not sent rain upon the earth, and there was no man to cultivate the ground, but a mist used to rise from the earth and water the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. So one thing I want to <laughs> I want to point out right there that that I in reading this um, over the years what I've what God has kind of showed me is that God created this whole earth right and he created the trees and the oceans and, and all this stuff and isn't it cool how God chose dust <laughs> to create humans out of he could have chose a tree he could have chose water he could have chose the sky or whatever else but he chose dust dust being the most insignificant uh non uh meaningful thing in the world dust literally has almost no purpose it has no job or it does no work it's just there it's just this dust it's just remnants of everything that happened and it's just sitting there and god kind of <laughs> he's kind of showing himself here again first in the first chapter we see how he said the earth was formless and without void. In other words, God chose the earth or he, 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 he took the earth and formed everything we see out of something that was formless and void. And then he said, I'm going to show you even more. My greatest creation, I'm going to take that and not form it out of the trees and not form it out of the oceans or the mountains or animals. I'm going to take that and I'm going to form it out of the nothingness of the earth and i'm gonna form my greatest creation out of that dust isn't that like isn't that just like so cool how god just shows himself there and he shows like like i can create my my greatest creation out of dust and all i have to do is breathe the breath of life onto man and it will become a living thing all i have to do is speak into it and it'll become anything i want it to be and that's you know that's so cool because god kind of gave us that same power so <laughs> continuing on on the verse 8 then the lord god planted a garden towards the east in eden and there he placed the man whom he had formed out of the ground the lord god caused to grow every tree that is pleasing to the sight and good for food the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now a river flowed out of Eden 
to water the garden. And from there it divided and became four rivers. The name of the first is Pishon. It flows around the whole land of Havala where there is gold. The gold of that land is good. The Bedalum and the onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It flows around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is the Tigris. It flows east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. Then the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. The Lord God commanded the man saying, From any tree of the garden you may freely eat, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat from it you shall surely die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for man. It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Out of the ground the Lord formed every beast in the field and every bird of the sky and brought them to the man to see what he would call them and whatever the man called a living creature that was its name the man gave names to all the cattle and to the birds of the sky and to every beast of the field but for adam there was not found a helper suitable for him so the lord god caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man and he slept then he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at that place the lord god fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man the man said this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh she shall be called a woman because she has she was taken out of man for this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh and the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. So it's, it's, it's cool here how in verse 5 it says that no, now no shrub of the field was yet on, in the earth. And no plant of the field had yet sprouted for the Lord had not sent rain upon the earth. It's, um, it's pretty cool to me how God, it's almost like, you know, God wouldn't create something unless he had a plan to cultivate it unless he had a plan to water it and and make it grow and we can see here how god you know bought the mist and it rose from the earth and water the whole surface of the ground and, and i thought that was very cool right there and then it says out of the ground the lord calls to grow every tree that is pleasing to the sight and good for food the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil and it's it's crazy how god raised up the temptation that would cause them to fall it's not like you know the enemy raised up the temptation or the devil or satan placed that tree there but god placed that tree there and god cause that temptation to be right there and it's interesting how god almost well not almost it's pretty evident that god placed that tree there to be a temptation for them to be a test for them to see if they would hold firm to his commandment and if we know the story of adam and eve we know that ultimately they fail and they choose to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil and this definitely became their downfall but we can see here how God can place the temptation in our lives and place the test in our lives in order to see if we would pass. Now here they didn't pass. Here they failed and, you know, curses and things happened to human beings in a whole. But imagine what would have happened if they didn't fail. Imagine what would have happened if they never would have turned to sin. What would the world be like now? <laughs> 
what would the blessings of God be like now? Because, I mean, here they didn't have to till the ground. You know, one of the curses that was placed on people were that, you know, women had to suffer through birth and stuff like that. And imagine how different it would be if men would just obey God and do what called us to do and not give in to temptation. And, and like, you know, maybe we should look back at our own lives and look back at the times when we were tempted and the times that tests came. What would our lives look like if, you know, if you failed at those tests or you, you, you uh, messed up when God t- caused temptation to come your way and you didn't pass that test? What would your life look like if you did pass that test? <laughs> I know my life would look completely different if I would have just stayed the course and not given in to temptation I give to sin or pass the test that he placed in my life. And it's interesting to, you know, wonder and imagine what would my life look like if I would have just stayed strong, not given into temptation. <laughs> I think it's cool here to imagine that because, I mean, they're literally living in a land that's full of gold, that's full of onyx stone and bedlam. Like, isn't that, isn't that like crazy? You're living, you're literally living in the favor and the blessings of God. Even though back then, you know, that's all they knew. They didn't know anything else other than gold and the blessings and the beauty of God and all that stuff. Like they didn't know how bad the world was going to be, you know, especially nowadays. But imagine, you know, living in that world and then wanting more. Literally having everything you can imagine. You have food, you have dominion, you have all this stuff. You have a wife and and and. and and animals and land and gold and water and all this stuff. Imagine having all that stuff and then saying, you know what? I want more. (laughs) It's like, that is, the Bible talks about that money is the root to all evil. And a lot of times we think of money as paper currency, dollar bills, pesos, whatever it may be. We think of money as that. But here, I think we can relate to the tree of knowledge of evil as money, in my opinion. If the lust for money or or the desire for money is the root of all evil, this is the first sin. This is the first evil deed ever done. And that desire for more, that desire for that next thing, whatever it may be, we can see here that it wasn't necessarily currency. It wasn't necessarily money, but it was something more outside of what they already had been blessed with. And that's what caused them to sin. That was the first sin, wanting more than what you already have, even though God, you know, told you not to have that stuff. That is what the root of all evil is. And and we can see that here in this story, which is very cool. You know, Um, (laughs) it's it's a lot to think about, even in this small story that we're reading. But to think about, you know, them having literally gold and stone at their disposal is kind of it's really cool to me you know what you think about and then i like this part in verse 15 where it says that god took the man and put him in the garden to cultivate it and keep it and um like i was saying earlier uh it's definitely our it's our mission and it's our uh goal to you know upkeep the things of god it's our goal to put forth fruit and bear yield to the things of god or bear yield to fruit and multiply and it says that god put man 
in the place to cultivate and to keep it. And a lot of times God will give us gifts and talents and he will give us, you know, uh, spiritual gifts and sometimes, you know, physical gifts and things of that nature. And it's up to us to cultivate it. It's up to us to keep it. And we want a lot of times I feel like we want God to do those things for us. We want God to cultivate our blessing. We want God to cultivate our anointing. We want God to cultivate our ministry. And we go for God and we say, God, please grow our, please grow my ministry. Please grow this. Please grow that. Please do this. Please do that. And we can see here how God instructed man to cultivate it and keep it. This garden, you know, Adam and Eve didn't do anything to deserve this garden. They didn't do anything to, you know, grow this garden. They didn't plant it. They didn't plant the plants. They didn't plant the trees. They didn't make the animals. But God brought all of that to them and he gifted it to them. But it was up to them after God had given them the gift, after God had imparted these gifts on them. It was up to them to cultivate it. And I can see that same thing with our walk with God. It's up to us to cultivate the gifts and talents that God has given us. Yeah, and in that last part about um woman being born i mean so i think that's it for today guys i want to thank you for joining in to the first episode of the non-perishable podcast and uh you know i hope to continue on and grow more in conversation with you don't forget to give a feedback on the bottom of the podcast you can also give feedback and have conversation and i would love to talk back and forth with you guys and have conversations about our episode so don't forget to do that and i am waiting to join you guys on wednesday at 12 p.m the episode will be dropping so thank you guys god bless